thing about living in Santa Carla I never could stomach. All the damn vampires. You know, Drew, they had the R rating already. You know, guy says damn vampires. I really thought he was going to go with vampires. <laughs> Too they many. They used it. Too many fucking vampires. Wouldn't that have, wouldn't that have hit harder for the last line of the movie? <laughs> that's that's like that is the type of place that you use it. Yeah. You gotta use it. It's not even PG three thirteen. Like it was no, rated R. They could have used multiples. Yeah, I feel like that would have like made that a more classic line, right? <laughs> that's the kind of line that would be repeated for years. Yeah, all the time. It's like snakes on a plane, right? Yes, it's, 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 it's like the same thing. It's exactly the snakes on a plane thing. Yeah. Is exactly what it is. So, <laughs> and 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 just like snakes on a plane, if uh, when, when this movie is played on you know cable TV or whatever, they could have made it a ridiculous edit, like snakes yes. on a plane. Yeah, all of the flippity floppity vampires or whatever. Like instead of Dan, they could have made it a stupid you know, <laughs> and that would have been iconic even more so. But it would. But I digress. <laughs> Oh, man. Welcome back to the Last Row Podcast. This is episode 116. We're finally doing it, guys. We got a lot of people asking for this. We're finally doing it. The Lost Boys is here. Before we talk about it, if you're looking for the website, the website is thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, wherever you find us, at The Last Row Pod. And if you're enjoying the show, or if you're new to the show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser. Thanks to everyone that did so, so far. I'm kind of excited to talk about this movie, Banway. It's been a I long got, time coming. I got two things. One, if you're if you're a listener of the show and you have yet to leave a five-star review, that's like stealing from the podcast. <laughs> you wouldn't steal a car, would you? You wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I hope people get that joke. I, hope I think they will. Yeah. No, and secondly, yes, people have been requesting Lost Boys for years and get ready to be disappointed when we botch it. So thank you very much. <laughs> get, um, yeah, what is it? We have to <laughs> shout out to Bill. I have to shout out to Chris. I have to shout out to – there's a million people that have asked for this, but we finally did it. Yeah, and uh, from a unique perspective of neither Drew or I have actually seen this movie front to back until right, right this weekend. So, so this, is a, this is a thrill for us to botch your, um, your nostalgia. So here we go. Um, <laughs> Plot synopsis. Lost Boys, July 31st, 1987. Drew, were you alive in 1987? I was a little baby boy. Alive but barely breathing. Runtime, one hour, 37 minutes. It's good. Horror comedy. 137. Perfect. That was perfect. Remember our other alternative podcast that we almost did, 100 or less. There you go. I think the the Holy Grail is 99. You you strive for 99 minutes. 99. That's the perfect runtime. Is a horror comedy, is it a homedy? Like what it like? It's what a horror. is it? It's a horror. A horror or a yeah. comedy? I, I'm a fan of just dark comedy. I don't know the yeah. horror, the horror into it. It's dark comedy. IMDb 7.2 out of 10. That's about right. Yeah, it's, it's about up. right. About right. All right. Rotten Tomatoes 77%. All right. That's about right. Metacritic 63%. It's probably a Metacritic about, it's about maybe a little too low. A little too low. Letterboxd 3.7 out of 5 out of 102,000 votes. I'm, that's too low for what I would have expected with it's this. It's probably too low. People love this movie. I would have expected um, it to be higher, especially for yeah. a Joel Schumacher flick. Yeah. Teenage brothers, Michael, 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 
Mike. Michael. Michael. And Sam. Michael. <laughs> move in with their mother to a small town in Northern California. While the younger Sam meets a pair of kindred spirits in geeky comic book nerds, Edward and Alan, the angst-ridden Michael. 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 <laughs> Doing it in the Kiefer voice is the best. Michael. Michael. Drink is Michael. Soon <laughs> falls for star. Total poor star name. Yeah, who turns out to be. star. <laughs> <laughs> turns out to be enthralled to David, leader of a local gang of vampires. Sam and his new friends must save Michael, Michael. and Star from the Michael. undead. Rated Michael. Drink it, Michael. <laughs> Hello, Michael. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> so I've not listened, especially as you said, as someone who hasn't really seen this, like instantly I was like, this has to be a meme, right? It's got to no. be because... I mean, come on, Michael. Hello, Michael. Yeah. Mike, Michael. It, it was said over a hundred times. It was had to be at least one Michael per minute I'll, on average. On I'm posting average. a link. There's a supercut on YouTube that I found. I'll put a link in the show notes. I, I'm, yeah. I watched it. It was just like cracking up the whole time. I'm yeah. like, whoever did this is a genius. A lot of times I have a mental block watching movies where I forget characters' names. No chance in hell I'm forgetting Michael. <laughs> You're never forgetting this guy's like, name. I knew the damn name character's name was Michael. <laughs> Man, let me tell you, by the way, we got we got candidates for Lastro Hall of Fame taglines here. I'm not going to okay. build it up too much for you, okay. but I, this is like potentially Lastro Hall of Fame taglines. I'm a sucker for a good tagline. So, all right, first one: sleep all day, party all night, never grow old, never die. It's fun to be a vampire. Ooh, it's, it's I like, like steel, that one. It's like Steel Panther vibes. Yeah, I like uh, that one. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of bleeps that you do put it there. There, yeah, I won't go on, but yeah, no, it's good. I like that one a lot. And then the second one is being wild is in their blood. I like that one too. That's a winner. It's short and sweet. It's short and sweet. And it's just like vague enough to, to to titillate your, your juices. Put that on the cover, man. Like I, the poster for this, by the way, is iconic in my opinion. I feel like the picture of, of Jason Patrick with the glasses and then you got Kiefer and the crew in the back. That's all I think about. And then this on the poster, it's, it's good. Really good. Uh, budget. So 8.5 million was what I saw on Wikipedia, which is less than I would have expected. It's pretty small. You, you know what adds to that is the fact that for much of the movie, they they hide the vampire actions. Yeah. Like there's assumed flying and swooping in and killing by the vampires, but it's all done off screen. Where from like from like a um a victim's point of view where you can't really see. So uh, that probably cut down a lot of the budget. I was going to ask you, did you, I mean, we can, we can talk about it later too, but I, I did, wasn't sure how I felt about that. In a lot of ways, I do like it because if you see Kiefer flying with those like weird toenails and stuff, it might look kind of lame, but it's more yeah. menacing when you don't actually see it. It's like in signs yeah. when you didn't see the alien, it's kind of yeah. creepy. I'm always a fan of off screen action. Don't show if, it. If it's done right. And yeah. I think it was done right in this case. Maybe, and part of it might've been because of, of, of lack of budget to where you didn't want to make it look cheap. So you might as well not see it at all. So the imagination is enough. I agree. And then a worldwide return on this thing, cumulative was on Wikipedia, it said 32.2. So yeah. does this put it in cult classic territory? Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I had a feeling that this didn't do particularly well at the box office in relation to how it's perceived at, by the masses nowadays. So, yeah. Totally. And, and from an award standpoint, it did get some buzz. So it actually won a Saturn Award for Best Horror Film. And it Ooh. went up against some good stuff here. So in in eighty, this was eighty eight. The Academy of Science of Fantasy and Horror Films in in the United States 
it won and it went up against Evil Dead 2, Near Dark, Pumpkinhead, Hellraiser, and A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. It's great okay. colon, by the way. Great colon. So nice. did that. And then it was nominated for a bunch of different awards. So you had Best Supporting Actor, Bernard, Bernard Hughes, Best Performance by Younger Actor, Corey Haim, which I have a lot of thoughts about. Best Costumes, which I think that's pretty good. Susan Becker, Best Makeup. I thought that was pretty good too. And then it also, Corey Feldman won a Young Artist Award in 88 for Best Young Actor in a Horror Film. Yeah. Uh, and then he, I believe it was also a winner for Teenage Fa- Favorite Horror Drama Motion Picture. And it was nominated for Best Young Male Superstar in Motion Pictures, Corey Haim. <laughs> teenage, for the Young favorite, teenage Favorite Horror Drama? Let me look it. I need to I need to look this up of who they went against because I just I need to know. So Corey Feldman, so I just looked this up. Best young actor in a horror motion picture film. Corey Corey Feldman won for this. He went up against Stephen Dorff from The Gate and Michael Sharrett from Deadly Deadly Friend, which I have not seen. Not that <laughs> high all. of a not that high of a competition there, Corey. Yeah. And then Corey Haim lost to oh man, this is this is a tough one. So best young male superstar in motion pictures. Look this up. He lost to the Mosquito Coast River Phoenix for the Mosquito Coast, and mm. then David Mendenhall from Over the Top. That's another okay. movie we got to do on this yeah. podcast. I've never actually watched that all the way through, too. But oh yeah, it's a gem. In any event, decent you know awards here. So it's it's done pretty good. I'm surprised that Kiefer wasn't nominated for anything. And I saw some trivia on this. I don't know if my IMDb moratorium is still on, but a lot of stuff was saying that he didn't really want to join in the movie. And really? there was some, I saw the same thing about Jason Patrick, but then the thing that I saw that was kind of funny was they said, he heard that Joel Schumacher had lined up in excess and Jimmy Barnes to sing some of the songs on the soundtrack. And he was spending his summer in Australia and he became a fan of the music. So it's like he did the movie because what? of the soundtrack. What is he? 10? Come on. <laughs> All right. Your, your IMDb privileges are revoked again. Come on. Ma- maybe. And then, and I then I that for a second. And then I saw Jason Patrick didn't really want to be the role of Michael, but (laughs) he didn't want to be in a vampire movie, quote, wearing fangs and flying around. And it took him a whole bunch of meetings with with Schumacher, and then he persuaded him. Now, I could envision a scenario where Jason Patrick in 1987 or whatever was afraid of, quote unquote, looking like a sissy. I could see that a thing that Jason Patrick was afraid of. Well, especially after watching Entourage and yeah. however he portrayed himself, you know, it's obviously a joke, but yeah. he looked like he was 45 in this. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah. Like everyone looked so yeah. old in this. He was at least 27 years old in this movie. And then I saw something else too that said Jim Carrey was also considered for the role of David and he was in obviously the movie Once Bitten. What yeah. do you think about that? Would I Jim don't know. Carrey have been? <laughs> He's like, too goofy, even back then. He was. Even though, even though he wasn't truly well known back then. That's true. He was goofy and once bitten, which not too many people watch because honestly, it's not a very good movie. But yeah, come on. I don't believe it. Seems like a rumor. While I uncovered, Drew, that one of Kiefer's lackeys was almost Ben Stiller. That would be ridiculous. There's a by rumor. The way. There's a rumor around that Ben Stiller has fed the fire to where he um, he tried out for one of, you know, alongside Billis Preston and all that as one of like the backup goon vampires, which would have been ridiculous in hindsight. But back then he was 21 at the time. I feel like it would have like, he would have fit in back then, but how funny would it have been to see that now? What? Him looking Zoolander ish. Because, because they were all doing blue steel the whole time. Like yeah. all these guys, especially the guy with the hair, like you mentioned steel Panther, like the guy that looks like the bassist from steel Panther. Yeah. 
Like, and it, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I know that Alex Winter is in this, and he's a very iconic actor. Like his face is very, yeah. but it's different because I know him from Bill and Ted, whereas you know Ben Stiller from like everything. And, yeah, everything and Alex Winter is like a director now, and he's obviously very talented, but. Like Ben Stiller just has it's Ben Stiller. Like you guys talk about Ben Affleck playing Batman. It's like, yeah. oh, that's Ben Affleck. Like Ben Stiller as a background vampire in this movie would have been absolutely ridiculous for me. All those vampires, they looked like they belonged in like Prince's backup band. Like the must have, <laughs> it was like the cast of Charlemagne or something. They did. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> I I saw something else that was funny. Speaking of Alex Winter, so at the time the movie was made, his name was still listed as Alexander Winter in the Union from like this SAG, I guess, or whatever SAG after. And Schumacher begged him to shorten his name so it wouldn't take up so much space in the title. But because the name couldn't be changed in time, his full name still made it into the finished film, which frustrated Joel Schumacher. Can't you see him getting mad about that? No, I don't believe it for a second. I think you're ridiculous with the IMDb stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he care about, about freaking four letters? save space in the titles. Four letters. Save sp- space in the titles. Yeah, it's crazy. You, you mentioned in the beginning this, it should have leveraged the R rating more. Yeah. Do you think this deserved an R rating and was it violent enough to deserve yeah. it? I was I was two thirds of the way through the movie and I was like, so why is this movie rated R? I mean, this this is screaming a PG thirteen, especially back in the mid eighties. I know there was some gore in the last, you know, third, and the one feasting scene had some, you know, blood spraying and stuff like that. I still didn't think it was very shocking or very R worthy. I thought that if they wanted to, they could have edited around it to make it more universally, you know, seen if they wanted to make it PG-13. There were certainly some violent scenes, like you mentioned, especially the feasting scene and maybe the implied violence. And then that weird, like, ghost kind of sex scene, I guess, between Jason Patrick and Jamie Gertz. But yeah, that but even could have been more skin. Like, there wasn't enough skin. No, there was, there was nothing to that. There was no, there was no F-bombs. There was no swearing. And there was, yeah, there was no sex. I mean, no boobs and butts either. I mean, if they wanted to throw the sex scene in with Jason Patrick and and uh, and uh, what's her name, Gertz, they certainly could have. I would not have complained. You got you got two very good looking people there. Yeah. Use Show some boobs got. and butts. Use what you got. This is the eighties for God's sake. You got the R rating. Let's go for it, I, dude. I looked this up because I was like, man, there's a bunch of deaths in this, and like this is how deep we had to cut for this, people. Mm. Like I had to go to. I checked all out of Bubblegum. I checked MoviebodyCounts.com. No go. None. There was nothing. But listen, this is how deep we're pulling. I had to go to the list of deaths wiki, oh. by oh. the way. So list of deaths wiki has 18 deaths. And I'm telling you, this is in third place. It's 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 a third rate source here. I'm going to have to become an editor because some of these deaths, I just do not agree the way that they listed them. They had Grandma Emerson listed as a, as a body count. She died of an no. unknown cause off screen. No. Can't do that. Can't do that. They had Star listed as a death who was turned into a vampire by David, but she, she's already no, dead. No, she's not dead. She's half dead. She's undead. She's half dead. She's, she's undead. 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 They had Laddie as well. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff here, right? But I just I'm, don't think that that counts. I'm going to use some executive powers to, to uh, nix this list. We can't even, go with list of deaths? Even in an emergency situation, this is, this is just second rate. And who are we? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're top notch. You know. I, I agree with you though. It could have used a little bit more violence, yeah. but maybe they weren't going for that. You mentioned it's a horror slash comedy, dark comedy, if you will. Right. 
I just think why not use your your lack of gore and sex and, and language to like make a PG thirteen? Maybe they would have made more money. But I mean, what, what do I care? I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I don't have a seat in the studio, so they had that rated R because of that greased up guy playing saxophone. I mean, that was yeah. too uh, well, hot. I mean, yeah, the MPAA saw that they're like slap a rated R rating on That's, that thing. Yeah, that scene was longer. They had to cut it <laughs> down from NC seventeen. But what's that movie? This this movie is not yet yeah. rated. And he, they, yeah, <laughs> he was actually he was actually in a banana hammock, and, and they, they made him put pants on. That's fully, what, that's fully un- nude sax yeah, man. The uncut version. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, you said it earlier as well, pretty well. I've seen a lot of bits and pieces of this movie, but I've never actually seen it all the way through. And I'll give you a lot of credit for this. I think it's good to kind of talk about this as maybe people who don't have a nostalgic lens on this. Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on this movie as someone who hasn't seen it growing up multiple times? Or maybe you've seen pieces of it throughout your years. Yeah. I mean, I got to be honest, uh, I enjoyed it, but it didn't hit me, you know, as a, oh man, you know, classic. I can't wait to see it again. And that, that comes with just not experiencing it as, as a youth. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like seeing it now, what is it? I don't know. 30 years later, 30 35 years. years later. I don't know what the hell. 30 years later, it's experiencing it for the first time is not ideal, you know? I would have been better served seeing this in the nineties. Yeah. And I wish I had, maybe I would have more love for it, but as it stands as a standalone, I thought it was a very solid comedy slash drama slash vampire movie. And and that's all. I liked it a lot. I mean, I was excited to watch this when people were writing in, but I do agree with you in that. I don't think it hit me as much as it might've had I seen it multiple times over the years. Like I'm sure a lot of the movies that we watch, right? Like a lot of these Van Damme and Stallone and Schwarzenegger movies. Like if you've never seen those before and you go watch that now, you're probably yeah. like, okay, like I don't get it. You're going to pull a, uh, <laughs> a big, <laughs> pull the Josh I don't Baskins. get it. So, but I, I, yeah, yeah, I didn't feel that way about this. Here's what I think I pulled from it that maybe, maybe I wouldn't have if I, if I had been blinded by nostalgia or, or first experienced it as a kid and grown up with it. Uh, from an adult lens, and yeah, I guess I consider myself an adult, even though I don't feel like it a lot of the times, and I'm sure you feel <laughs> the same way sometimes. I do. Um, there were like the themes of of not wanting to grow up, kids handling divorce, your sibling getting older and kind of like separating from you. Those are all like background themes in this movie that really jumped out to me that I felt like maybe someone, and correct me if I'm wrong, nostalgia people who have seen this a million times, Maybe that's kind of lost on you or maybe not seen until you're like 20th watched as you grow older. Where I thought it was very smack in the face, those those themes of of growing up and, and changing, the changing of times, um, hard times, divorce, sticking together as a family, the, the brother dynamic, which they're still kind of friends but drifting apart and like add the vampire thing in it and it really like it magnifies it. I mean, that's, that's what really stood out to me more so than the actual vampire story. I definitely agree with you. I think it's a layered... It's got a lot of layers to it for for a yeah. movie that on its surface could be pretty simple. Yeah, right. But I definitely agree with you. And and I don't know that I would have picked up on that as a younger you know, person, maybe watching it for the first couple of times. But, and that's what I liked the most about it. I liked a lot of those themes. I thought it was a fun, so it was fun, but it also had some deep themes to it. Like you could, yeah. if you can say that, oh, it's a horror comedy movie about vampires, but I liked the cast too. I thought the cast was really good. I thought everyone for the most part was, was, pretty well cast and I, th- I like the vibe of it too like i'm just an 80s 90s vibe guy and i thought it was like the style was kind of cool i like the video store aspect of it the, yeah. the boardwalk theme park the carnival you know situation and 
just the different actors like Kiefer Sutherland. I like Kiefer Sutherland, so put him in a movie and I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it. But I, I haven't seen a lot of Jason Patrick stuff though, to be honest. This is other than Entourage, his cameo in that, and other than <laughs> Speed Two Cruise Control, which I've never actually seen. Yeah. I don't know that I've really seen him in anything. Yeah. Have you? He, he was great in Sleepers. Uh, that's one of my favorite movies, and it's kind of like an underrated movie. It's got Brad Pitt, and it's got a bunch of people in it. It's about the kids facing a tragedy and then growing up with it later on in life and how they deal with it. But yeah, he's done a lot of movies that yeah I guess really haven't been up my alley. But I, I would love to live in a world where we got to meet Jason Patrick and you just told him to his face, hey, dude, I loved you in uh, season four, episode seven of, of Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know he's like an accomplished actor and he yeah. was good in this. Like I... As someone who came into this not really knowing many of his movies, I liked him as the main character. And, mm-hmm. you know, everyone calling his name Michael a hundred times. Like, I wow. thought he was, like, I wasn't sure what I would think of, of him. And yeah. I thought he was good. He's really good. Yeah. So maybe it'll make me watch more of his stuff. But yeah. you, you obviously had Feldman and Corey Haim. And then you got Alex Winter we talked about. Like, I just like the cast in this thing. And and some of the other people too. But Sax guy. Like, we got to talk about that for a second. <laughs> Did you know bull- this? Looks like the British Bulldog it's, to me. Was he the British Bulldog? It's not him, but it's it, not it, it British looks Bulldog. like it looks like him. So yeah, it, it's it's Tim Capello. He he's a he's a, an artist, right? Uh, but he's he's like a composer and, and a vocalist and all that stuff. So yeah, but yeah, he he's he's a musician, and you can look him up now. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff. But Tim Capello is the name. But man, I I love that he looks like British Bulldog. He does certainly does. So, <laughs> I like the style. Yeah, is this our first vampire movie that we've done? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we don't. I, we haven't done. We haven't done many horror movies in general, so it's certainly our first vampire movie. I think yeah. it's got to be right. Yeah. Well, I think we need to talk about like vampires as a horror creature, and and what is like maybe what I don't know against other creatures because I think mm-hmm. that would be interesting, especially when you think about we've done the mummy, so obviously we could talk about mummies for a second. But like, what if we started talking about different creatures? Yeah. What are the ones that you would put on on this list? And like, what do you think is maybe either scariest yeah. or the most powerful? And where do vampires rank on that? So we're talking about uh, classic monsters, yes. right? So it's funny how you mentioned the mummy because when I think of the mummy, I don't think of that mummy. I think of just like the dude wrapped in toilet paper, <laughs> walking very <laughs> like, slowly, which is the least scary thing you could possibly be. <laughs> like, how does the mummy get you? Not Emotep. Yeah, I've never seen like the what do they call it? The Universal monsters, whatever. Yeah, I've never seen that mummy. Like, I don't know how it goes, but. Mummy's got to be the last. However many things there are, <laughs> mummy's last. Right? It's going to fall over trying to get you. Yeah. Bones will yeah. break. So we got vampires. We got mummies. We got the werewolves, which is like the, the nemesis of the vampire. I don't know. So have, Twilight the, would have to believe. The arch nemesis. Yeah. And then you got your ghosts, right? You know? Yeah. Where do ghouls rank on there? <laughs> That's what I want to know. What What is the difference between a ghoul and a ghost? I, so I don't know because to me, a ghost, ghosts and ghouls is obviously the game. But yeah. Like a ghoul, what do you think a ghoul is? Like I, to, I have thoughts, but to me, a ghoul is like a scumbag version of a ghost, right? It's like I, a ghost, but more uh, nefarious or like creepy. It, not <laughs> not in a scary way, but in a like, I don't know, like there's something wrong with you kind of way. I, I looked up the definition of this and I, I pasted it in here in the notes, but it says a ghoul, and I, there's probably a lot of these, but. A legendary evil being that robs graves and feeds on corpses. There you there go. There you go. There you and go. Like, and like I played Witcher, right? The Witcher games. Yeah. If you play the Witcher, there's ghouls in there and they're, yeah. they're always hanging out in the graveyards and stuff yeah. like that. It's a scumbag ghost. So like a ghoul is kind of like, <laughs> I don't know. Is, does a ghoul have a body or is a ghoul also like a a, a being like a ghost? I feel like a, a ghoul- spiritual being. 
the way I see a ghoul, I don't think that a ghoul like I look I look at a ghost as like an apparition, right? It's not okay. a physical being. As compared to a zombie. Yeah, like a zombie is a physical being. A zombie is a physical being, yes. With and, no and, soul. With correct. no soul. It's undead, yeah. Yeah. but it's like it's kind of anim it's an animated corpse, maybe yes. a zombie. There is. you go. Animated corpse. Good but words. like a ghoul. I look at a ghoul and I'm thinking about the Witcher games and I think more about like a ghoul as like a little thing that's just like running around. Like, I don't know. It's almost like a, it looks like a little beast. It's hard to describe. Okay. It looks like a, like a terror dog from, from Ghostbusters is what I think of when I think of like a ghoul, but okay. that's in the Witcher fandom. So I, I don't know. So I feel like a ghost would want to possess you. Yeah. Whereas a ghoul might want to sexually assault you. Well, unless that's, you're in Ghostbusters, right? That's my <laughs> So Okay, so so a zombie is like a is a reanimated corpse where a ghost is is like a soul. Yes. Okay. All right. But what about like I mean I need to bust out like Tobin's spirit guide right now cuz mm. cuz like what's a poltergeist because there's I mean, ah, the poltergeist and that's a Yeah. There's like sub subcategories of yeah. ghosts here I guess is what okay. we're getting into. Maybe this is too much, I don't know. A, a ghost is more likely to leave an ectoplasmic trail. Yes. Whereas a zombie will leave like a trail of its own innards. Yes. And its own guts are like falling mm -hmm. on. But like, yeah. but what is a, what, and then what is a poltergeist? Like, so I'm thinking about ectoplasm, like you said, like the library stacks in Ghostbusters and it's got mm -hmm. that like, and, and could a ghost like beat a werewolf? Like I'm thinking about a bracket here. Like who can, who can beat who? Because it's I think hard, vampires yeah. are tough too. It's hard, it's hard for a ghost to beat anybody just because it doesn't have a physical presence you know but it but it kind of does like there's ghosts and ghostbusters can drive a taxi cab and <laughs> and destroy a ballroom for example right maybe those are ghouls i don't know like, those could I, be ghouls like, yeah. like the taxi driver looked like a ghoul maybe, to me maybe slimer's a ghoul all along yeah <laughs> not a ghost <laughs> i i always laugh because i know like when you and i text each other you're like oh that like you talk about like famous people you're like such a ghoul like yeah. I think that word is such a great yeah. insult to me rudy rudy Gugliani, yeah <laughs> Such a like, great insult. <laughs> um, but no, get, getting back on track here. Um, I'm going to go. So what do you want? Scariest or, maybe scariest or, most, or, or most, most tough? Most maybe tough. like toughest. Let's go toughest. toughest. Because scary, we can talk All about right. separately. What's the toughest? A, a werewolf's the toughest. Like like they're in, gonna in, a physical, in a physical fight, you have no shot if you're face-to-face -face with a werewolf. Yeah, unless, maybe, you have a, unless you have a gun with silver bullets. Maybe that's the way we say it. Which one could you, bad way, beat yeah. right now? Okay. All right. All right, uh, werewolf is the toughest, followed by vampires. Now, vampires, stake to the heart. It's pretty obvious, pretty easy. It can be done. But Not, how do you get to it? How do you get yeah, it? That's the hard part, but it's still up there. Then zombies is, no, then ghouls is next because <laughs> there's no, I mean, I don't have a trap. I don't have a proton pack, right? How else do you trap a ghost? So, but like at the same time, a ghost is ghost isn't going to kill you more so than annoy you, right? It'll annoy you part. and maybe possess you. So it'll take you over, I guess. A ghoul maybe. might a ghoul might molest me. And that's that's what I'm worried about, but Yeah. But a ghost a ghost is gonna I think the ghost just wants your stuff. It's like, yo, get yeah. out of this house. I want this house, not Yeah, not. yeah. It kinda yeah, it's, it's a selfish it's a selfish being. I, unless but, it's gonna kill you, I don't know. But it, that's why I kind of put it in the middle because like it's not tough, but it's impervious to most of like I don't have I don't have a science lab down in my basement. You know what I mean? <laughs> to like figure out how to do this. And then zombies is next because to me, when I watch a zombie movie or I watch walking dead, it just seems very easy. Now the only trick is to just not get cornered by the horde. Yeah. 
if you're one-on-one with a slow-moving zombie, it's like, come on. Like, let's just bash in the head and we're done. What are the ones that run? That's 28 days later, right? 28 they days later. really fast. Yeah. yeah. Those are tough. But th- those that's... are, I mean, that, if we're talking running zombies, if we're talking, you know, headhunter zombies, then forget it. I think yeah. more traditional slow clubfoot yeah. zombies is what I'm I think, thinking. I think a quote unquote realistic zombie is the slow moving zombie. I guess we, I guess we should have mentioned this is our, one of our Halloween episodes. So that's yeah. why <laughs> we're talking about Lost Boys, but. Clearly. No, it's all, it's all related. And then mummies like whale ask. All you need, all you need is like a lighter to light the end of the toilet paper on fire or the, the wraps. Yeah. Or, or really, I mean, if you like threw a bucket of water on a zombie, then his wraps are all wet and yeah. soggy. And then what does he do? Falls apart. Maybe and then does he fall apart? Cause he's so soggy. It's Cause like, there's what? no, is there anything underneath him? Is there a corpse? It's, it's like a decaying rotting, it's a corpse. decaying corpse. Yeah. Wait, is a mummy just a zombie? A mummy is a, is a frail, feeble, old zombie. Yes. Wow. Okay. But maybe they're, but see, since they were wrapped, maybe they're more powerful than the zombie because yeah. they're more preserved than yes, the wraps like give them the powers. The wraps give them powers. Absolutely. <laughs> the zombie was exposed to air and the yeah. mummy skin right. is preserved. So as long as it's like in a, in, it's like a Ziploc bag, you know, but the mummy, the mummy doesn't want your, your, your flesh though. Is the funny part. Yeah. What does the mummy want? The mummy just wants to bring his girlfriend back is what he wants <laughs> to do. Like that's all this dude wants to do. Like that's it. I mean, yeah. at least that one, at least. And, and, and like the mummy happens to be like blind in some way. So like everything in person he comes across might potentially be his wife. True. True. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe you got to watch out from that one assaulting yeah. you. Just like, yeah. just like the, the ghoul. Yes. <laughs> I should imagine the mummy. Cause like, you know how stiff the mummy is. He's like, he's going to be like humping you like a dog. Rigabortis. Yeah, like a dog would just what like else is stiff thrusting, but also like stiff as a board, like his body, not <laughs> other areas. Um, let's move on. <laughs> oh man. Well, okay. So let's talk about vampires more. Cause this is the lost boys and we're talking about vampires. This is this is our first vampire movie that we're doing. What other vampire movies are out there? And as a non-nostalgic viewer of this movie, where does this rank with some of the other ones that you've watched? So we're talking stuff like Interview with the Vampire, so on and so forth. Like, what other ones do you hold up there in terms of vampire movies? I'm going to call you the vampire expert because yeah, I'm not. Definitely, it's definitely up there because I feel like most vampire movies tend to be more – I mean, this is a slow-moving movie. But I feel like it held my attention the entire way, whereas a lot of vampire movies are very slow moving. You think about Twilight, Interview with the Vampire, um, Bram Stoker's Dracula, the new, the 90s one I'm, I'm thinking of really more than anything. Very slow moving, very character driven. You almost make you feel bad for the vampire in certain areas. Telling their story, very romantic, very romantic, like in, uh, not not as in like a love story sense, but in like a. Uh, story oldest time type of sense. Yeah, I, I like the pace of this one compared to the, like some of the classics or some of the larger ones. There, there's more action oriented ones like you. I'm sure you love the Blade series. Yeah, Fright Night is a real favorite of mine, especially the remake. I know people love the original, but the remake with Colin Farrell, very good horror action. I've movie. never seen that. Also very funny as well. Um, are there any that stands out to you? I like Thirty Days of Night. That's one mm. that. I remember watching that and the concept of it was cool because that they were vampires, right? That was vampires in there, I think. Yes. Yeah. And and I liked that because of the whole, hey, it's a month of of darkness. And I thought yeah, they're in Alaska really, or something. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a really cool concept. And that was Josh Hartnett and and when he was sort of up and coming. And I liked that movie a lot. And I remember watching 
the Underworld series with you and and our our friend um, Julio, listener and friend of the podcast. I like that series, even though it's so two thousands. Like it, that that movie. And that's the new metal of vampire movies. We talk yeah. about that. That's a very new metal yeah, movie. It's a new metal movie. It's sure. absolutely. And and then you had like the, the the fight between the werewolves and all that stuff. But another one that I really like was Vampire's Kiss, starring our, Ooh, our friend Nicholas Cage. Of course. All star Nicholas Cage there. I like that movie a lot where he's slowly turning into the vampire. What is he or not? Like I thought that was a really fun one. I remember watching that with yeah. you back in the day, and I love that one. And that movie's meme to death, but it is honest to goodness a really good movie. And, and he's worthy good worthy of a watch, and he's really good in it. A little yeah. overacting as he was, you know, in his early days. And yeah, maybe now. But yeah. Honest to goodness, good movie. It's not just a meme. What are your thoughts on Morbius? I know I haven't seen it. I doubt you have, right? Hey man, it's Morbin time. But <laughs> but does time. it have? Do you have any interest in seeing this movie with I, with with the meme factor of it and like you know just the, just in order to like watch the the train wreck kind of thing? If I didn't have to pay for it, sure. Because I know time's limited these days, but I'm just I'm intrigued by it because of the meme factor. I've heard some people say it's a memeish movie, but then I've heard other people say it's actually not that bad at all and it's kind of entertaining. I'd be curious about it. Put it that way. Yeah. I do want yeah. to check it out, but I, I've I've not seen it yet. Are you planning to watch it? No, I'll probably never see it in my life. It's on forget, Netflix, right? Yeah, forget that. I have too many other things to watch. <laughs> forget it. <laughs> I believe with with your wife, then not not your wife, then then your your girlfriend, the last girlfriend, not the yes. literally, literally, <laughs> literally the last girlfriend. I believe we watched the first two Twilights together. We did. I was in on the first one. And I couldn't be more out in the middle of the second one. <laughs> I was done. You. I was done with the series in the middle of the second one. It, you know, there's a lot of allusions to Fifty Shades of Grey as well with that. Yeah. I know literally I think that that story was written off of Twilight fan fiction or something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But I, I felt the same way. Like we keep talking about completing the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. I yeah. can't believe we've never done Twilight on the show because it's the kind of movie that we would do. But it's been it, done. Like, That's the problem. I know. What could we say about it that hasn't already yeah. been said? But I, 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 I honestly enjoyed the first one. It was. I didn't think it was, know, it was that bad. It was ridiculous and it was crazy, but I did like it. But like, no, I was done. I, I don't need to. I don't need the five other sequels. I'm done with it. <laughs> you don't need to know about the baby that, no, that they were I, having and whatever no, else was I going on. Don't care. On. <laughs> give me the give me the high school drama and then then leave me alone. Carlisle, Carlisle, <laughs> uh, Cullen. Give me the baseball scene. I like it. And we're done with it. Vampires playing baseball is something that I didn't know yeah. that I needed in my life. Yeah, so. I mean, who knew? <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about vampires again. Let's talk about turning into a vampire because this movie centers around Michael, Michael, Michael. turning into a vampire. I'm going to call you. I said it before. I'm going to call you the vampire expert. So I don't oh. know the rules of turning into a vampire. Just like you are an expert at legal services and you are a hell of a lawyer. <laughs> if you haven't checked out Bad Way's defense of Terry Silver, go check out the last KenCast that we did. <laughs> Put a link in the show notes. Check it out. But you're also a vampire expert. and Oh, I mean. I think I, you need I, to help us out here. I don't have detailed files like, like, like the Terminator, but, you know, I have, you know, I have spreaded wildfires <laughs> files i'm no john harker you know but i i get the job done <laughs> what, um, what what do you think about turning into a vampire and like was the method in this movie accurate because they they made him drink from a a, a bottle right what was yeah. in that oh there was blood in that bottle baby it was blood it in that bottle oh no that's what the, that's what they led you to believe so you turn into a vampire the classic way you do it is is you drink from the source of another vampire, 
that can turn you into a vampire. So typically what you would do is you'd have, you'd have Kiefer Sutherland cut his hand open or his wrist or something like that, something to get the blood pumping. And then he would feed himself to, to Michael, you? to me or Michael or whoever he very wanted sexual. to become a vampire. Yes. It's oh, and it's, thing. I believe it's painful and also euphoric to the vampire, to the person getting sucked. Yeah. So <laughs> a lot of, a lot of su- so there's sucking involved. There's sucking involved and there's euphoria involved. So when Michael uh, takes the drink from the wrist or the hand or whatever, could be the neck, but then he's not going to do the neck because that's not controllable. That's not a controllable wound. <laughs> you might kill yourself. He's going to bleed out. It's like spurting out everywhere. <laughs> Even though he'll self-heal, it's fine. He's a vampire, he self-heals. Just imagining like someone yeah. spurting blood. So yeah, you drink the blood of another vampire, turns you into a vampire. That's how it goes. It's not bite, turn into vampire. That's like, that's that's the childish way to turn into a that's vampire. That's the old man way? Like that's, the, the, that's the unrealistic way to turn into a vampire. Boris Karloff yeah. the style of, of, of vampire. See, that's yeah. what I always thought. I thought it was no. bite the neck. If you're biting a person as a vampire, you're, you intend to kill them. You, yeah. intend, you intend to kill them. Yeah, I'm imagining like what you said, somebody holding a knife and then like yeah. just pulling it and then squeezing their hand over somebody's mm-hmm. mouth and then them just drinking it. Yeah, there, there's also, I believe, I forget which movies might go by this rule of biting and then having them drink your own blood. That might be a thing in some movies, but typically it's just drink, drink this blood here. Here you go. So, so they gave him a bottle of blood to drink and yeah, it, it was because what I was having trouble was they showed him the noodles and it was worms and they showed him the, the, the rice and it was maggots. And that was something that, that Kiefer was doing to him like as an illusion. So, yeah. and he didn't even think it was blood. So blood i mean you ever have a nosebleed or you mm-hmm. bit your lip or something like blood yeah. is a pretty strong taste he was yeah, sucking from taste, that bottle man thick thick you know it'll be like drinking it's like thicker than milk you yeah know? like i don't know could, but at the same time remember he he handed michael the joint and true. we don't know we don't know what was in that joint that's true to make him his brain all all funky so so the first part of being coming a vampire is getting ridiculously high and, and you then get drinking. high yeah <laughs> Get high, turn into a vampire. Yes. <laughs> Marijuana is a gateway drug to vampirism. To vampire, it's a vampiric ac- activities. Is it vampirism or vampiredom? Vip- vampirism, I think. Vampire, I, I like vampiredom. Is that on Web <laughs> WebMD? Like yeah. I'm suffering from va- yeah. vampirism. Yeah, he got sucked into vampiredom. <laughs> so you, you said it's like a painful process. Like what happens to you then as, as this happens? Is it instant? Is it... Is it, I feel like you're slowly turning and maybe it's like your organs like rejecting the the um, poison blood that you just consumed. Well, in the rules of this movie, so they had him in the cave. He was in that awesome, sweet hangout, which we'll talk about mm. potentially on the villain scale here. He was hanging out in that place, drinking from the bottle and all that stuff. And then he, he started to become like like hungry and he was like what floating on the ceiling in his house then Mm -hmm. and just he was hungry for his brother and then he also was translucent in a mirror as opposed to sparkly like edward cullen yeah no sparkles what's up with that like did he and and i think they even said it at one point right jamie gertz said that he was going to be her mark and he had to complete a kill right he had to 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 actually feed to then fully transform so i assume that the rest of the lost boys had fully transformed because they killed people and yeah, and I think the the way it goes was yeah, she was she, he was supposed to be her kill, but then I think Kiefer saw something in him to keep him alive, and like oh, he could be one of us. And then the whole story about Kiefer's dad and wanting to become a family got tacked on at the end. 
and uh, somewhere in the middle of the movie that that played into it as well as not as it turned in not star killing him into turning him into one of them. Well, let me ask you, he seemed, I wasn't sure if he had a choice in this whole matter. It seemed like at the first point he was a, a willing, it was almost like a consensual vampire turn. Which, he didn't know. He didn't know. It was weird. I, I couldn't tell. So I guess he didn't know, but if you knew and you were hanging out with them, mm-hmm. would you, would you do it? Would you become mm-hmm. a vampire? Like what are the, what are the pros and cons of being a so, vampire? Would you do it? So first of all, I, I, I don't particularly enjoy the daylight. So that's like very convenient for me to live a life of a vampire. It gives me, it gives me an excuse to not go out during the day. Right. I I like to like draw the curtains. I don't keep lights on in my house, you know, (laughs) when it's night, when it's daytime and kind of when it's nighttime, I keep the, keep the lights off very dim. I'm a dim light guy. A dim light guy. I am too. So that's convenient for me. Um, living forever. That's like a curse more than a gift. I feel. I feel like right around year 130, you're like, come on, all right, no, let's go. Get a get, put a stake in me. I'm can done. we be done with this? Yeah. Can someone please put a stake in me? Can a vampire kill? Can a vampire stake themselves? Yeah, I, that's what I was going to ask you. Can you stake themselves? I bet. Yeah. I bet <laughs> there's like can't. a. I bet there's like a an internal rejection of it, where like you physically can't do it. But what if he right? he jumped off a cliff onto a stake? Like he oh. he wasn't like doing this. Uh, but he, or well, hey, he tripped. Oh, shoot, yeah. I tripped and I accidentally killed myself. I, I staked see. myself. But you can fly though, so it's like the flying uh, thing will probably take over on autopilot. Yeah, so your you body know? just keeps you afloat. Yeah. But yeah. what if it was truly like you you, you tripped, like you tripped yeah. and fell? Is there such a thing as a klutz vampire? That probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Vincent seemed like a klutz vampire. He, I'm sure he's tripped a few times in his day. Like, okay, a couple close like calls. Couple close calls on some spikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's close one. No, but that's a con. The murdering of people, that's a con. Do you have to? You have to feed, right? Like you have to. So there's uh, more vampire lore. I mean, there's lore in which you can drink the blood of animals, but the taste is very, I don't know if sour is the right word. Like but drinking just, bad milk? Yeah, just as it's not right. It just tastes disgusting, but it might keep you alive. Like you could learn to like it. Like I don't but, like yes. to eat certain vegetables, but I know they're yeah. good for me. So but I gotta no, eat you it. don't learn to like it. The more you feed on an animal, the more thirsty you become for the human meat, the human blood. So it's like a it, it, it's like a curse in itself. In that you, too, you know, when you're you're stranded in the ocean, like you remember when you're stranded in the ocean, and yeah, <laughs> you're when thirsty. I, when I was on that life raft, yeah, yeah. So you're thirsty, and you and you think drinking the salt water is a good idea. When in actuality, it makes you more thirsty. That's what drink. That's what drinking rat blood would be the equivalent of. <laughs> it just makes you want the human blood so much more. The urge just rises. But were they? So the thing is, when they're doing the feeding, they were like ripping people in half. Was it so that they could drink the blood, or were they just literally eating them? No, I, I think they were drinking, but I think it was more of a like they're having fun with it. Yeah, you know, I think they really took a liking to the murder, which could be a side effect of of the va- of vampiredom, right? Yeah, learning to love murder, just like learning to love the taste of blood. Whereas the taste of blood, it's not only fulfilling, but it's also again orgasmic. You're killing people for hundreds of years. You got to might as well have fun with it after a while. Yeah, you might as well you might as well sauce it up a bit. So, (laughs) so it's weird because a lot of these cons might turn out to be pros once you are one. That's true. But I think the biggest con is living forever because I feel like that is not a thing that anybody really wants if you think about it. I'm going to say the biggest con to me is, is flying and hanging off yeah. of, of train bridges is what I want to do. That looked like a, a lot yeah. of fun to me. Fly, Michael. Flying, flying, Michael, is a great pro. 
Yeah. Right, Michael? I mean, come on, Michael. Yeah. Con, <laughs> Hang on this bridge. Uh, con is um, you don't get to, uh, you know, you got to be careful around your Italian foods because I love garlic. And so, like, I can't have garlic nuts anymore. Are you joking? But it didn't apply to these guys. They were they were at, yeah. at garlic uh, garlic impervious. Garlic is always like a tricky rule when it comes to vampires. It works sometimes and it has no effect other times. But they always introduce it as a possible thing. Yeah, a lot of movies will introduce the garlic and the, and the vampire will laugh and like knock yeah. it away. Like that ah, doesn't bother me. But what about the fact that you can't come to somebody's house unless you're invited in? Like what about that? Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, I, but that's like I do that anyway. Like, I'm not going to well. show up uninvited anywhere. But I mean, I, well, that's I, guess that's true. I guess vampires, that's true. Vampires are very courteous people. So what's, what's the role? What's the rule of being invited? Is it, Hey, bad way, would you like to come inside of my house? Or is it mm-hmm. like you came over and I was like, you just came in because do I have to physically ask you? Otherwise you're going to burn and disappear. No, yeah, The vampire has to ask you a direct question and you have to let them in. Like, yes, come on in. Like, I feel like it doesn't work if you give me like a standing invitation, like, Oh, hey, uh, you should come over sometime. That is not an open invitation for the vampire to come in your house. So and they're going to burn vampire shit. and disappear. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know burn, not burn and disappear, but it will make them impervious. It will, it, the invitation makes them impervious to the attacks besides taking the heart, besides taking the heart. So if they dump holy water on you, then, or throw yeah. you in a bathtub of holy water, you're going to, yeah. you're going to disappear. You're going to burn. But if, yeah. if Max was invited and they mm-hmm. dumped him in that holy water, he would have been fine. Yeah, like and no, the the water they threw was holy water. Like it, it was. was, yeah. So like they had all the tests there for the guy, but since he was invited in, and they didn't know that that the invitation nixes that other crap, so it was a good like throw them off the scent kind of thing. I like the idea of a vampire test. I like yeah. it. Yeah, but the invitation is a great cheat code for vampires to get in and not be affected. <laughs> Who invented that cheat code? That's a I don't know. It's man. kind of a BS rule in my opinion. Bram Stoker? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So if I handed you this bottle and I said, drink this and I, and you knew what it was, would you take it or not? Final question. Something about me is that anytime anyone hands me a drink or a food, I will inspect it to no end. Not that I don't trust you. Is that like, I'm a, I'm a very plain tasting guy. So I'm like, I'm going to be like, you know what, Drew, that kind of looks like blood. I don't know if I want to drink that. Trust me, it's good. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What if what if you knew what it was and I offered you the chance to become a vampire? Would you do it? Yeah. So yeah, I would decline politely. I don't know if that's like a lot. If you polite because polite, if you decline becoming a vampire in front of a vampire, they're just gonna eat you, right? That's. I guess that's true. It's either you have no choice. This or die. You think you have a choice? You have no choice. But say say the vampire like offers you safety, yes or no? Then I would say no. See, I have a problem saying no to people in general in the world. Like, yeah. I just do things because I feel like I need to a lot of times. And if mm-hmm. someone's like, hey, drink this, I feel like I'm probably just going to do it because it's like I don't want to disappoint <laughs> them. Can I can I poke a hole in your argument? Yeah. <laughs> because so you're you're a people pleaser, right? So yeah. you don't want to you don't just dis- disappoint Kiefer when he's offering yeah. you to become a vampire. That's a great gift. Exactly. Right? But think about all the people you're not pleasing when you're eating them. That's true. <laughs> that is true. You're, you're disappointing moment. you're in the morning in the moment you're disappointing one man versus the potential thousands of victims that you will eventually feast on. So the curse is I I I don't disappoint one man in the moment to disappoint yeah. people for a lifetime. Yeah. So it's it's even more of the curse yeah. of living forever. Yeah. So you're tiny lister on the boat in dark night, right? Yeah. <laughs> Give it's it to like, me. Yeah. You know, you could not push the button and kind of, you know, save your boat, but in 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 turn you're dooming that hundreds or thousands of others. I'm I'm probably gonna I'm probably dooming a lot of people here. But in the boat, yeah. 
but yeah, but in the boat, you're like, I don't, I don't disappoint. I just don't <laughs> want to disappoint this cop. <laughs> well, let's talk about the town of Santa Clara because yeah. I feel like this place they purposefully made it like a nice. I, I, I'm going to coin this right. It was a nice dump. <laughs> That's it was nice kind dump. of a nice dump, and I like the word dump. By the way, I think it's a good yeah. word because it describes this place. Like, yeah, it had graffiti everywhere, but then it had this cool looking boardwalk. It had these nice stores, but then it had all these vagrant looking like shady mm-hmm. people hanging around, and then it had cool stuff to do on the beach. But then it had some weird looking places on the beach. Like, what yeah. is this place? Like, I don't yeah. get it. That's a. I mean, I, I you should trademark that. That is awesome. <laughs> It's a nice, nice dump. dump. That's exactly what it is. And it's not our hometown might be considered a nice dump. It could be. It you could know? be. It looks yeah. kind of similar. Yeah. Minus the beach and the boardwalk. I love it. No, I, I personally would not like to live here. I, mean, I would like I would like to live on the beach. Don't get me wrong. But I don't want to live in a city where it's like main attraction is a boardwalk, you know? To yeah. me, that's more reserved for I would rather be a tourist of that. Other people may love that. And I have nothing nothing personal against them who who want to live there, but me personally. I'm not a boardwalk guy. I'm a visit the boardwalk once every, you know, year or longer type of guy. I like walking the boardwalk every once in a while like you, but then I also would get tired of the touristy aspect of yeah. it. Or if you live there, it's like you're dealing with tourists. Like I don't want to live in a tourist area personally. Yeah, exactly. I just exactly. feel like I would be annoyed. That, yeah, that's exactly. I want to be the tourist. I don't, I don't want to be the townie. Yeah. Right? I want to annoy people, yeah. not have them annoy me. Right. That's, exactly. that's, that's what I want. So, but like the setting of this, of this movie is, I think it's very purposefully done to make it look like, oh, it's like a, you know, it's a place where you could be a kid, right? Comic book store. Park, games, comic book store, video store. You're on the beach, you know, teens everywhere, right? That kind of thing. This movie, uh, I believe Joel Schumacher said, was originally written to be more Peter Pan-like in like a Neverland kind of thing where you don't want to grow up. You know, these these vampire teens are, these sexy te- sexy vampire teens are, you know, they're kind of like living, you live in that undead life as kind of like a joy, right? And the setting of the town kind of leads into that. They're always going to be teens. They're always going to be playing at the at the boardwalk when they're not killing people, going on the rides. They're all, there's always going to be fresh new teen victims or teen recruits. It was actually more childlike in the writing, but Schumacher said he didn't want it to be um, like a like a Goonies vampire situation. So they kind of rewrote it a little bit more skewed adult and more drama. I think that's for the better. Yeah. I think it's for the better. But I think that the setting is like, that's a, that's a vital part of the movie of it being more of a Neverland situation. Like you're constantly living in a carnival, that kind of thing. I, I liked that too. And especially when they showed the carousel and Kiefer and them hanging out on the carousel and, you know, the name, the Lost Boys, it's it's yeah. right a little bit on the nose there. Sure. Sure. But I, I do think that the setting made a lot of sense. And like I actually like that grandpa's house. I don't mm. know why. I just like that place. Like it was a weird, <laughs> like ranch looking yeah. it's, it's the kind of place you would think about in Northern California, I feel like you see those kind of places. How do how do you feel about taxidermy? I'm not does, into that. Does it creep you out or it does. It creeps yeah. me out a little bit. And I've been in places where they've had taxidermy's animals. Like, okay, mm. you go to like an environmental center, that's different because that's yeah. they're teaching you about that. Sure. But just like Corey Haim was sitting there staring at, was, was it like a beaver or something? Like a beaver. Yeah, it was a beaver. I don't want a beaver I, on yeah, my night yeah. side table staring at me. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's immoral or do you just like, are you just creeped out by it? I think if you're, well, I don't know. Like I the, the act weird. of stuffing a deft animal, a deft, an, a deft animal. If I'm going to go kill it just to stuff it, then maybe it's not for me. But if somebody yeah. is a hunter or something like that and that's what they're into, like 
more power to you. But yeah. for me, like, I'm just not into that. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's odd to do like a pet, you know? Yes. Like you say you have like, you know, a, a childhood dog is 20 years old and he, and he passes away to get the dog stuffed. I, I would, that would creep me out. I don't if like that it. were my pet. Right. Dude. But cemetery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And most small animals, I feel, I don't think I don't like it. Right. But if you have a bear in your, okay. in your living room, okay. That's standing on twos. Rawr. Okay. That's an animal you can stuff and I can get behind. <laughs> I know what I'm getting you for Christmas, man. Give me the stuffed bear. Yes. Uh, it would be pretty sweet having a giant bear. And that's yeah. like a perfect thing in this guy's house, like a cabin. Like I think you, mm-hmm. if you have a bear in a cabin, that's pretty yeah. cool. You either have to have a cabin or you have to have like a mansion. Just like the dude from, um, from Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bear in his, there's a bear in his foyer. Brad Wesley. Like, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Wesley. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about boardwalk rides? Because all I could think about was when they're on these things, I'm like, I ain't getting on that thing, man. Hell yeah. I like I like theme park rides. I like theme park rides, but I, I I'm thinking, is that thing safe? Did they inspect yeah. that thing? Yeah. Carnival rides versus like six flags. I don't know why I feel different about them, but I'd rather not go on the carnival roller coaster because I don't know who the hell put that thing together. Who who uh who's the engineer of this thing? Who tightened all these bolts? And are they can they be reliable? Uh, I'm no, I'm, I'm no thank you. Did they test and, that thing? <laughs> yeah, did they test that thing? What's going on here? Like, and I'm and I like thrill rides. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not I'm not getting on a roller coaster at the boardwalk. Just just saying. I totally agree with you. I, I I'm not into some of those things, especially look, look like it's going to fall off the tracks. No thanks. Yeah. No, no thanks. The other thing I just need to say this because I don't know where it goes, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it's more under the gang, but. I just, the, everyone riding dirt bikes in this town, <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to hot take this here. I think dirt bikes on a dirt bike track are cool. And I think okay. that's fine. You're racing dirt bikes. That's cool. But if you're like John Connor riding the dirt bike on the street, <laughs> like you look lame. I'm sorry. On, on get a streets, motorcycle. On the streets a, of Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, get a Harley here. I mean, yeah. get like, or whatever, right? Like just a, like a, a John motorcycle. Connor's 15. <laughs> get a. Get a real, get a real motorcycle, man. Is it is it fair to say that a uh, dirt bike is like the training wheels of motorcycles? I, I'm probably, I'm not. So I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not a biker, so I have no clue. But mm-hmm. yes, that's what I. You see, <laughs> I think the town of Santa Carla is perfect for dirt bikes because you got the beach. I think it's a great beach ride. It's great to maneuver around the boardwalk as well. Yeah. You can't just have a Harley on the boardwalk. <laughs> I guess you get a Harley on the sand. Like, yeah. and, and also a vampire is, does not look badass on a bicycle, on a, uh, <laughs> on a pedal bicycle. So you got to have motors. But right? wouldn't, wouldn't they look so awesome? I'm talking like a really, like think of Sons of Anarchy, like those kind of bikes. Yeah. Like so, they would look badass as like a biker gang. Again, this is like a Neverland situation. True. Is, you're talking about a different movie. If there is a group of teen vampires roaming around and it's not this town, if it's a more urban town, then yes, I totally agree. They should all, they should be a biker gang. Like Redwood? Yeah. They should, they should, yeah. They should definitely be Sons of Ar- Santa American originals. Hanging out with Dar- Darby's yeah. crew riding yeah. around. That's, the that's Mayans can be, can be a motorcycle gang and a vampire gang. They can be both. <laughs> In fact, it would be pretty badass if they had like, if they had cuts, right? I, the vampires would. had cuts. What would the picture be? I mean, imagine what that would be. It would be awesome. Yeah, I, I couldn't even imagine. I mean, drips of blood, maybe upside down cross. I don't Sergeant know at arms, all this. Yeah. I, I think it would the be pentagram, awesome. Pentagram. Do, do, do vampires pentagrams go together? Or is that a different thing? I don't. I think that's probably demons. Maybe we, probably we didn't even talk about demons earlier. Is a vampire a demon? 
that's I don't, I don't think it might so, be. but it, it could be. be. Are they demonic? Like what's uh, possessing them? I don't know. I think Underworld, wasn't it like a sickness? It was like a literal mutagen yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe demon demons maybe more a spirit in, in in line with like a ghoul and a ghost. So I don't know. Yeah. But to 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 wrap it up, yeah. I I'm I'm not as anti dirt bike as you are, but I think the town or setting you live in uh, dictates whether or not it's it's acceptable. Like I've I think seen, in, in this town, I think yes. I've seen people riding dirt bikes on the on like the highway. Like no, That's, get out of here, get out of here, John Connor. Yes, I don't boy. think that you should do that. Stealing people's AT, ATM money, get out of here. If that's your only method of yeah. transportation, then all right, I'll give it to you. But if John Connor didn't have a dirt bike, though, he'd have been dead by the T1000 in an instant. So he'd be dead. In thankfully, instant. thankfully, he had that dirt bike. He was able to to uh, outrun the the tractor trailer. Prime example of dead in an instant. Yeah. So I, you know who had it? He had sort of like the weaker, weaker looking dirt bike was Michael himself. Michael. Mm, yeah. Because he wasn't Patrick. one of them. He wasn't one of them. He had, he, and he even said like he wasn't able to, he wasn't, wasn't even to keep up with them with his, mm-hmm. with his dirt bike. Yeah. But I don't know. What do you think of, of the character of Michael? And maybe we should just talk more about the relationship between him and, and, and Corey Haim, Sam. Yeah. I don't know. I think he did a really good job. I don't know. I, feel I liked like, him a lot. I don't know if it was, I don't know how he didn't flow further into the mainstream as, you know, he had a good career. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, when you're starring in Speed 2, you're you're of a certain, um, I don't know, standing within Hollywood, aren't you? But do you think that Speed 2, they thought it was going to be something or no? I think they knew that speed. That was just they're trying to scrape up the pennies of what's left from the success of Speed One. When you got a colon like cruise control, yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? One of the right? one of the all time colons. I I agree with you though, but maybe it was more of a didn't want to instead of couldn't. Maybe he chose maybe, his roles differently. Maybe he chose his roles a certain way. Yeah, I don't but, know. But uh, as far as for this movie, he fit in perfectly with the look, the aesthetic of. That is great. Yeah, with his like you know his messy long hair. He fit in with the vampire crew. So I think he was perfectly cast. I bet he was cast more for his looks than his acting ability. Like from the onset, he could obviously, he can also act. Yeah. But I feel like he had the look first and they're like, yeah, we need this kid. I thought his, his acting was probably some of the best in the movie to be completely honest because of the way he was battling, like the turning into the vampire and, and trying not to kill his brother and struggling with, you know, the, the whole, turn i just thought that was cool i thought he did a good job i, I really liked yeah. him in this it actually does make me want to watch some of his other films yeah and it's not just his lines it's obviously his um his body mannerisms his physical his physical pain of like the the anguish he's going through ah i'm turning ah, I, I crave it you know like without saying it his, his body his body uh language was, was perfect that's that I, I think it's a good way to put it what about Corey Haim? because I just going to call him a man child in this. <laughs> he was literally 18 years old, I believe when he yeah. filmed this. Yeah. He, he looked, he definitely looked older than the role he was playing. That's for sure. At the same time, I, I wouldn't have pegged him at 18. I think you know, he, he was 18. He, I believe he's a, yeah, he's a, he's a younger looking 18, but yeah, he was 18 when, when shooting this. What did you think? Like how old was he supposed to be in this? Cause like his it's, mom was telling yeah. him lights out. Like he was getting yep. a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Like, she babied him big time. And maybe that's maybe that's um some remnants of the divorce. I don't know. Maybe it's a character thing. Or I, I thought he was supposed to be like ten or twelve based on the way the mom treated him, right? And the way he took a bath, obviously. <laughs> the bath scene. 
we both had the same reaction to the bath scene. Yeah. Dude, let me tell you, like recently my shower was broken for a minute and I had to use a bathtub. And if you guys have seen me on any of the streams and stuff, like my hair is pretty long right now. Let me tell you what a pain in the ass it is trying to take a bath. Like, yeah. no, it's yeah. just, it was, I've got it fixed. Thank God. But man. Jet bubbles? No, I just, no bubbles? I, I actually just had my head under the, under the okay. faucet. Like, no, this is, this is so dumb. And <laughs> this is probably no one else thinks about this kind of thing. So when you're in the shower and someone like pulls the curtain on you, if, if someone were to pull the curtain on you, mm-hmm. like you're naked, you're standing there naked. You're like, oh, I'm naked. Whatever. Right. If you're in a bathtub and someone busts in on the door, right. And they can just see your, your <laughs> naked balls and schlong, like it's submerged <laughs> in water with no bubbles. That's to me more pathetic than, than you're just, you're laying that, there. That's more vulnerable than if someone walks in on you in the shower. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, Danny Glover. I mean, you know, <laughs> he had. Yeah. Well, yeah. He didn't have as many bubbles. He had some bubbles. His not a ton, though. Long. We're hanging out for his yeah. whole family. Like that's that's more vulnerable. Like, come on, I'm covered. I'm covered up. Yeah. No, it it's definitely like, is. I feel like I'd rather be caught on the toilet than be caught in <laughs> in the bathtub with no bubbles. If you have bubbles, it's fine because you're covered. Like when the T Rex gets you in Jurassic Park and you're taking yeah. a dump. You yeah. know, I'd like, rather I'd rather be caught taking a dump than caught being in a bath without bubbles. <laughs> so if I had bubbles, if you have yeah. bubbles, you're good. Tweet us at thelastropod.com. Would you rather? <laughs> yeah, let us know. What would you rather do? Be walked in on taking a shower or a bath? Yeah. If you can take anything from the Lost Boys, it's it's. Would you rather? <laughs> this is you know this is like when people ask like what is your podcast about? It's really hard to tell, yeah. but. You know, the thing that I'm going to tell them next time is we talk about would you rather be walked in on taking a shower or a bath? That's the kind of stuff that we, it's a hard hitting analysis yeah. that have you, you ever, get. Have you ever seen a movie where it's our character takes two dumps? Yeah, that's only, that's, on, the, only on the last row will you find out. That's what we do. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to say about Sam, Corey Haim? I don't know. I haven't seen him in a lot of movies. I'm not like a, a Corey no, I mean, Haim I, I, historian. I just have um, a, a general question about vampires as, I mean, that's the theme of the show really is about the generality of vampires. What would you, like, if, you, if your brother was a vampire, what, what would you do about it? Like, would you help him? Would you, would you run away from him? Would you tell your mom right away? Like, what would you do? Like, I and mean, you were like these kids age, right? I think I would try to help him, but I don't know whether I'd tell my, like if I was his age, man, it's tough. Like, I think I would obviously would try to help him. Mm-hmm. I thought he handled it pretty well, to be honest. Like yeah. he was about to get eaten and he didn't, yeah. he didn't try to fight his brother. He kept the frog brothers from killing his brother, mm-hmm. which was good. It was noble. Yeah. He's pretty level-headed about it. I'll probably do whatever I could to protect it. But in the long run, like w- without that, without the intervention of killing these vampires, the brother would eventually be dead, right? Oh, absolutely. I like, feel like eventually he would be bitten and all that. Would you rather bite your brother or would you rather turn your brother into a vampire? If you were, if you were the vampire, I think you got to turn him because right? that's like the only other way to save him. But in yeah. saving him, you're dooming him for eternity. But you're together in eternity. You're both doomed. So you do me. Yeah, but that's other. like it's like if you know if if I can't have it, nobody can. You know, like if I got to die, you're coming with me. That kind of thing. But you, but <laughs> suicide <laughs> by vampire. That's true. But but it's not suicide because you're living forever. That means you just get to look. If you're good friends, if eternal you damnation brother, by vampire, <laughs> if, or eternal friendship. Yeah, you if know? you're like really good, if you're really close, then it's hey, probably a, probably a great thing. It's right? Great. Think about yeah. all the video games you could play. Like you, yeah, man. Like whatever you could be playing the the PlayStation Twenty. Yeah. Like PlayStation at that point. Twenty. Absolutely. <laughs> like, That's a great way to think of it. Yeah, you're a friend for life. Still, you're a friend for life. Still, if yeah. humanity doesn't like disappear into into the 
the butt crack of the earth here. <laughs> like whatever. But imagine that you play video games, you mm-hmm. can watch whatever movie. You're gonna watch like the the 80th Avengers movie that comes yeah. out in, in like a hundred years. <laughs> like, I no, don't know. That's really sweet. That's really sweet. That's a, I like that. You know, I mean, if I was a vampire, I'd mm-hmm. probably, I don't know, I wouldn't want to eternally damn you, but I'd want you to, to be around. Be I great. definitely wouldn't want to like kill my brother by drinking his blood. That's for sure. I would do everything in my power to not have that happen. Even yeah. if I was like dying of thirst myself. The Frog Brothers, like, is it is it murder if you hire a hit? Like he's still dead. But maybe you're saving him because no, maybe yeah, I think you have to. It's like I can't do it. Do it for me. Yeah, you got the he like, got Corey Feldman in them. It's like the classic movie scene where it's like you point the gun to the to the wife or the husband. It's like you, you're about to shoot him, and then like you just drop the gun. I can't do it, and then like the second character comes in and does it for you. Yeah, because if you're gonna hire somebody, like you got to hire somebody that knows what the hell they're doing. Yeah, and it it certainly seemed like the Frog Brothers knew what they were doing, but was that their first? go around this whole thing like they had the comic books mm-hmm. but like did they actually do this before they made it seem like they were experts but i don't i don't think they did i think that was their first time honestly what did you think of Corey feldman's accent or like his you know he kind of talked like rambo it was like a super deep voice right yeah like, like i got rambo vibes from him i kind of liked it i liked the headband too i kind of liked it at first, I thought he was acting strangely, but as the more scenes of him went on, I was like, okay, this is a choice, and it's actually kind of funny. So yeah. I, I, I like grew into it. Yeah. I saw something, too, that he was on like a coke bender or something in, during, it, during, the filming, this? during the movie, and, and Schumacher fired him, and then he, he hired him back when he basically was like, no, I'll, I'll keep my, my, my shit together. And he, Hang he on. Yeah, there oh. was there was a thing where he was addicted to drugs at that time, and he was like coke fueled. Like nineteen seventy one, he was sixteen. He was yeah, he was coke fueled sixteen year old. It was bad. It was wow. bad. So they 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 fired him from the movie, and then they hired him back, and he kept him. But I saw Schumacher like wanted him out of there. You know, he's the reason why child actors have a bad name. Like I the, know the, the term child actor is a bad connotation. It's but because he, of, it's because of him and the other Corey, right? But he went through some bad stuff, right? Wasn't he like? assaulted and all that stuff. There's like a whole thing about what, I, what I, you know what? I never like dive, dove into it. I'm sure he has a sad story. There, there's a lot of stuff. He, he's, he's got like a really, it's a, there is a sad story there, like of all the stuff mm. that happened. But I think that's why a lot of that, that happened. Cause he went with mm. the drugs and all that other stuff. Interesting. It's, yeah. But I, there was that story about him on Coke in this and, mm. and whatnot. But I, I wasn't sure whether these guys had experience in this or not. They certainly knew what they were talking about. Yeah. They had they, knowledge. Yeah, they easily killed Alex Winter, but they look anyone that goes into that vampire cave, like you know that David's the alpha. You can see it. Yeah, like look, yeah, choosing Alex first. Come on, come on. Go they on. went for the weakest looking one, and that's not to take anything away from Alex Winter here. No, I'm taking away. I'm taking away. But from him. David was clearly the alpha. You could yeah. tell, like the yeah. mullet and everything. Like he was obviously the alpha. Take him Do out. You th- do you think that like so they've been researching this for a while they, they li- they've lived in this town they kind of know what's going on right they had an idea were they waiting for like their third member I think so they Maybe needed somebody in order to take action and it just so happened this kid coming in new from from out of town his brother's turning so this is like the perfect opportunity to get deep in this thing it seemed like it. They were scoping him wet. out yeah. at the comic yeah. book store. It looked like they were looking for to recruit. I mean, they gave yeah. him the the book and like you got to watch mm. this man read this book. Yeah. I think they wanted or needed a third person. With David being the alpha, I guess we have to villain scale him, or should we villain scale Max? And I'm what did doing, you think of that twist? I'm not doing this. We, we we talked about this a few episodes ago. I forget which movie it was. Yeah. Where we're, 
we're not doing this. Like, uh, like we're not going to do death when we do Final Destination. We're not going to do Max. I agree. Because when you show up at the end of the movie with five minutes to go and you reveal yourself as the, as the villain, I'm not going to count that. Because the whole movie, we've been chasing David. So let's if we're going to scale anybody, we got to scale David. I agree with that. And I think, you know, when it comes to this movie, I'm going to say that David's actually the head vampire anyway, because he didn't explode. He didn't disappear. Mm. And Max to me was, I don't know. I, I just think he was lame. I didn't like him. And I, mm. I, I like the, the twist was cool and you, you could see it coming, but I didn't think that he was the bad guy. So I think we need to, to villain scale David here. Sure. So if you're new to the show or you never listened to it, we have our patented last row villain scale. We got four major categories, one to five each, book or style, hideout or lair. Plan and henchmen, and uh, we'll have to see where David falls on this. So let's talk about his look and style. Bad way, I, I think he's going to get some high marks on this Five. from my side. Five, yeah, it's hands down, right? Like his, it's not even his, close. His mullet is what many of us rate other mullets on, right? I agree. That and Har- and Van Dam from Hard Target. Van Dam, Hard Target, and we talk about like um, maybe David Bowie from Labyrinth. Yeah, this is like a this is a Mount Rushmore mullet. Oh so yeah. Anytime you have that, you got a five going. Plus, you know, his, 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 uh, his duster, you know, his, his, um, his earrings. I mean, he's oozing style. What do you, what do you think of, and I don't know where this goes, but maybe under looking style, we can talk about this. Like we're obviously Kiefer Sutherland fans in another life. We had a a podcast called the Bauer Hour, bauerhour.com. Go check it out. We did some 24 stuff. Like his look or style, just Kiefer Sutherland in general. Like I don't want to do, we can't talk about this movie and just sort of gloss over him. So we got to talk about him a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think like just his acting and 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 all that stuff sort of fits under here. Like he was awesome. I yeah. loved him in this movie. I thought he was great. And, and it starts with his voice. His voice kind of carried the movie for me as far as like the threat. He has that raspy bad guy voice to begin with. Or his just him speaking alone to me felt like a threat. And that kind of set the stage for the rest of his character. Michael. 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 Hello, Michael. Very inviting, but also sinister. It's perfect. I agree. And I, I thought yeah. he was awesome. And like you said, the look and style was just off the charts. Easily a five. And and Kiefer's great. Like he was just awesome in this. He's got yeah. that smoker's rasp, you know, it's yeah, like eight packs exactly. a day. Yeah. What about the hideout and layer here? So you could go one of two ways. I'm curious what you what you think with this. I liked it. Uh, you know, it kind of reminded me of like a cave. It used to be the hottest hotel in town in the 08 or whatever the hell it was, 1908. Um, I'm a fan, so I'm, I'm ready for high marks. I don't know. What, do, do you agree I or disagree? definitely agree. Yeah. Definitely. Like, I would I would hang, hang out there. This is one of the coolest hideouts or layers that we've had on the show. It's, and I think it's, I mean, I think it's he, great. And here's the thing. I mean, we, we go hideout layer, right? A lot of the times it's either like a place of business or a mansion. Or, or, you know, something like that. This is legitimately, this is the definition of a hideout. Yeah. They are hiding out in this place. It's, it's a, a little hole. Out. It's a little hole underground on, 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 a, on the side of a cliff. It is a hideout. They are hiding out yes. in this place. And then they even have a hideout inside the hideout. They have, yes. they have a layer in the hideout. They have a layer in the hideout. This might be a five. This, like, man, look, and if you just want some comparisons here, like, do you mm-hmm. want to know what other fives we've given for a hideout, hideout? layer? Yeah. So we've and given- bison? And bison? No. Um, so with M bite, actually, yes, no, no, we gave him somehow we gave him a three, seven, five. I don't know how, but we gave, it's, oh, the, it's, be, it's because the props department screwed that's it up. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's because right. I forgot looked, because some of the stuff was very cheap looking. Go back and listen to our street yeah. fighter episode. <laughs> we check that out. No, we gave the volcano from, from Dante's okay. peak a five. We Fair. gave Catherine Trammell's swanky 
oh, houses a five on the, on the beach, the beachfront property. Superstorm from yeah. day after tomorrow. And we gave Jerry Jones a five too because he has you know AT and T Stadium. But it's got to be a five, right? Like yeah, it's, it's, a, five. it's a five. Hand, yeah. Hands down, it's so good. I would I, I would love to hang out there. What about so? What about his plan? Because hmm. I think it's pretty good, but the execution is is where maybe so, we, we we get flaws. Are we talking about the plan of specifically turning David or uh, turning maybe, uh, turning uh, Michael? Yeah, maybe we should because that's what his plan is here. But but he does have a plan for domination of just like turning the world, right? Well, like lay, well turn... go ahead, lay it out for me. If you if you if you want high scores, please lay it out. I I think he wants to turn Michael, but he if you would if you want to consider Max as the bad guy, then you could say he's only turning Michael because. Max wanted to bang his mom, basically, right? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean, fair enough. But like, which is a pretty lame plan. Let's forget that. Let's forget that. But yeah. he is terrorizing the town. He's going out, riding his dirt bike, messing with people. Mm-hmm. He's going out there, hanging out on amusement parks and all this stuff. But he's killing people. And they seem like, I don't know if they were like punk guys or whatever, but he's killing innocent people. It seems as if he wants to become more powerful as a vampire and maybe even ultimately overtake Max is what I'm sort yeah. of thinking. So I don't know. It seems like he's trying to trying to live forever, so, but he's just hanging out. So it's not really yeah. organized. I mean, I mean, yeah, never, Neverland. I mean, you never grow up, right? Uh, my my issue with your plan of a possible takeover of Max. How do you take over the head vampire? Because uh, theoretically, if you kill the head vampire, you're dead too. But if you die, maybe you become the head vampire because maybe you maybe there's them. maybe there's a vampire uh, subset to the rules. If a vampire kills the head vampire, that in turn makes you head vampire. It's the laws of succession here. Yeah, it's, I like that. I like that. So yeah, like if, if someone else, so mm-hmm. if he kills the head vampire, he becomes the head vampire. But if a human kills the head vampire, like then a non-vampire die. kills yeah. the head vampire, then mm-hmm. then they die. And I feel like, oh. let's say David did it, the the other Lost Boys would still stay vampires because- here's, here's Here it is. If you drive, if you kill the head vampire and then drink his blood- yes. But no, like he, you've so you okay. Drank it. You already drank it, but he was alive. If yeah. you drink the dead, the vampire's dead blood, <laughs> the dead blood, then you get to become a head vampire. Do you have like twenty four hours to like give it to all your other lackeys? Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. like your henchmen, because so like imagine if like you they killed Max right at the end of the movie, and like the mom like accidentally got some blood on her hands and didn't realize it like and it put it up to her mouth. Yeah, it like yeah, it splattered in her mouth a little bit, and she swallowed it. Yeah, and she's that's how you have a sequel. Uh, there you that's go. That's how there you, you go. Sequel. That's how you get Lost Boys too. That, Lost those, are, those are not my rules. These are the rules of vampiredom. <laughs> I, I don't think we can go high on this. I don't think we can. No, I mean, do you have a plan if you're like if you're just living your life and you're undead? Not really. Really, other than having fun and and um. And eventually, you know, adding pieces to your crew here and there, but really you're just killing people and having a good time and being yeah, nice. Not really. I mean, if you're talking underworld, like that guy had a plan, like he's mm-hmm. got a whole vampire like yeah. network. Yeah. And Max had a plan and it was a good plan, but we're not scoring Max. No. I, so maybe this is like a one, man. I, yeah, I, it's it a, a one or a two. two. It's a one or a two for me. I'm going to give two because he, you know, he did have eyes on Michael before. Max did. He he recruited for whatever him reason. And for he manipulated reason. him. Yeah. So I think that's actually pretty good. And he used Jamie Gertz to like yeah. manipulate him. By the so, way, before, yeah. Before before we move on from Jamie Gertz, um, she's the only character in this movie that we've done a movie of in the past where she which was is the fiance. She was the fiance in uh, in Twister. 
You know, there's a clickbait headline here somewhere like, you won't believe the actress <laughs> that the Last Row podcast did. It will shock you. That's a- and, le- and, and let me tell you, the star? Yeah. Wow. She was... Wow. She was very, very bright, put it that yes. way. She was a star. Yep. Uh, I think two, two, two right? is, is yeah. where we go. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, here's where we can spend a little bit of time because we didn't really talk about the other Lost Boys. We talked about Lost Boys, but we didn't talk about Lost Boys. But Yeah. Uh, a Lost Boy, not Lost Boys. Yeah. We talked about a Lost Boy who he was lost. All right. Mm. I don't know how you feel about these guys, mm. but these guys are, are some muscle and some henchmen here. There really wasn't a sub boss to speak no. of. It, it was. You know, was it five of them? I guess if I count that right. If you want, I consider Star or Max as, or or even Laddie as part of this. Yeah, there were there no, there were four, and I don't really count Laddie. Well, I guess because she had some persuasion. So yeah, she counts. What do you think about this? Because I I think I don't know how I feel about this. You know, I think I, I I feel how I feel about most henchmen. If they are useless in a fight, which these guys were. But they damn sure looked the part. They added the entourage, added to the ambiance of of the boss. Then you get points for me. That's how I feel. Yeah. So I'm going to go three, just because they looked so good. They looked they like, did. like I said before, they looked like Prince Band members. It did. It's perfect. It did. And and you know that one guy has a future in another life as a plumber because. He cleared out those pipes after he yeah. died in the drain. And like, what did you think of that scene where it's just like all the blood and shit yeah. just floating out of the pipes, just spraying everywhere? Like that was just like, I couldn't help was but that, laugh. So what was, what was the cause of that? Is like, there's the tub filled with holy water and garlic. I think that's what it was. <laughs> but he disintegrated. Yeah. But then what, like he did, he went down the pipes and it turned into like a Ghostbusters two situation yeah. where yeah. it was like the vampire guts and like the yeah. ooze. But like it. it was a classic scene to me. I don't know. But I mean, these guys died in pretty weak fashion. Yeah. The one guy got shot by a crossbow. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's the false bravado of them being vampires and really untested. Yeah. They thought they thought they're invincible. They thought they could live forever. You know, even in the scene where they're in the cave and they and they they butcher Alex Winter, and Kiefer's like grabbing at the leg and he gets burned by the sun. You know that injury, like he was affected by it. Like Kiefer was like, "Whoa!" Like, didn't he even shed a tear on it too? He like, did. He was know. crying. He was yeah, crying. Like, I think that was the first moment when he realized that, "Holy shit, I'm not invincible." Yeah. So I think that a lot of them dying quickly was false bravado. It's sort of like a Rufio situation to bring it yeah. into another Lost Boys thing. Mm-hmm. It's like he's you going to fight Captain Hook here. You can't do that. You can't <laughs> do it. Yeah. yeah. They <laughs> so thought they were going... invincible, but really, like, there's, yeah, there's a lot of ways you can kill a vampire. Yeah. A person knows how to do it. So you're going three here. I think three just because the look was so good. Yeah, like, I think that perfectly, perfectly um, wardrobed people. I think that that works. And that puts them at what, like a 15? Man, that's it's actually a very high score. It's a very high score. That's pretty high, and it's mostly because of the look and, and the style. Like, but it's fair. You know what? He's an iconic. Uh, he's an iconic character in a, in, a, in a cult classic, so it makes sense to me. If I if I let me, I'll rate these guys here. I'll tell you where he fits. So he's up there now with with Catherine Tremell at a fifteen, Fushan from Hard Target. He's up there again with Bison from Street Fighter, like right in that range at a fifteen. Mm-hmm. The only one higher is Terry Silver at a nineteen. And right below him is is Bison and Shang Tsung and the volcano from Dante's yeah. Peak. That's it's pretty good. Looking forward to the to the card to the trading. Yeah, card. 
Yeah, we got to get the card out there. If you guys haven't seen, by the way, we'll put links in the notes. Check out on our website, thelastrowpodcast.com. That's where we're posting the links to the trading cards. Shout out to Badway. He's a literary genius for all oh, the descriptions that he writes. It. So we got to give him it's a lot you. of credit for that. It's and uh, we're having fun with those and we'll eventually print them out and maybe share some more. But we've got the couple couple versions of the card now. I'm looking forward to seeing this one come out. Series, yeah. There's going to be multiple series. So series one dropping soon. We'll let yeah. you know. Having seen this for the first time, I really enjoyed it. I did realize that there are two sequels to this that I've never seen, and they both have some colons. I'm going to read them to you just because it's worth mentioning a colon on this show. So the first one was in 08. It was The Lost Boys, The Tribe. It's all right. Mm. And then the third one of the trilogy, and and I think Feldman's in all of these, by the way. The third one was The Lost Boys, quote, The Thirst, which I think is a great one. Now we're talking. That's a good colon there. Yeah, that's a great colon. So I probably will never watch them. Yeah, no, (laughs) No you know what? You know what? I, correct me if I'm wrong, Lost Boy fans, but I bet a lot of you probably don't care for these or even possibly deny their existence because I bet they're not very it's good. It's certainly possible. But maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe they are, but who knows? Let us know. Write an email, thelastrobepodcast at gmail.com. Leave a comment on the episodes page. Send us a tweet. Leave a comment on the Facebook page at the Last Row Pod, Instagram. And if you're enjoying the show, please consider hitting that subscribe button. Check us out on YouTube as well. Subscribe there. And leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and Spotify. And we'll probably be doing another Halloween movie since this is October and a month of spooky, Michael. So we'll be back in two weeks on Thursday, October 27th, right before Halloween with something else. And we'll put the movie out on on all the social channels. So be sure to follow us. And we'll see you guys in in a couple weeks. See Michael. Michael. So... Like, you're in the bathtub. Yeah. Water's probably, you know, after a while, it gets lukewarm, possibly cold. Some shrinkage involved. <laughs> there's no worse time to be seen. Like, you, yeah, they bust in there. I mean, that's that's. It's like there's bad. no there's no worse scenario for you in all the glory to be seen. The only worse scenario is somebody pours holy water in there, and then you, then you just completely disintegrate. <laughs> Your balls fall off. And then you're dead. That guy, what what disappeared first? His face or, or his, his junk? His junk shrinked.